This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Monday, the 23rd of August. In your sport today, Ash Barty wins in Cincinnati. The AFL finals are set. It's an all New South Wales grand final in the Super Netball. And the daughter of a legend gets her first win. This is your sport today. We start this week with news hot off the press that Australia's world number one tennis player Ash Barty has won the Western and Southern Open in Cincinnati. Barty beat Switzerland's Jill Teichman in straight sets to win her 13th title. Yeah, who said 13 was an unlucky number, Sam? Barty won 6-3-6-1 in just over an hour and did not drop a set all week. This was Barty's first tournament back after losing in the first round of the Olympics as well. This was Barty's sixth WTA final this year and her fifth title. And of course, one of those was back at Wimbledon. And Gabs, Barty wasn't the only Aussie to win in Cincinnati. No, she wasn't. With Sam Stosa and China's Zhang Shui winning the women's doubles event in straight sets, 7-5-6-3. This was Stosa's 27th career doubles title. And she became the first Aussie to win the doubles in Cincinnati since Margaret Court and Yvonne Gulligong Corley did it in 1972. It's also her first doubles title since she and Zhang won the Australian Open together in 2019. The men's final at Cincinnati is on this morning between Andre Rublev and Alexander Zverev. There is little time for the players to rest after this. The final major of the year, the US Open, starts next Monday in New York. Back in Australia, the AFL finals are set after what's been called one of the craziest final rounds in Aussie rules history. For those catching up, the Demons beat the Cats with a kick after the siren to win the minor premiership. The Bulldogs slipped out of the top four with a two-point loss to the Power. The Lions finished fourth with a big win over the Eagles. And there was a draw between the Tigers and the Hawks. It was all happening, Gabs. Yeah, and my right thumb is still recovering from all the channel changing (laughs) as I try to keep up this weekend. So this Friday night, it's Port Adelaide against Geelong in Adelaide. Now, this is a qualifying final, and what that means is the winner goes straight through to the preliminary final, which is just one win away from the grand final. On Saturday afternoon in Launceston, the Swans and Giants play in an elimination final. Now, this one's a bit easier to explain. Win or you're eliminated. On Saturday evening, it's the Demons and Lions in Adelaide in the other qualifying final. Then on Sunday, it's back down to Launceston with the Bulldogs taking on the Bombers in an elimination final. The winners of the two elimination games play the losers of the qualifying matches in the second week of the finals. Spot on, Gabs. The reason why the matches are being played in South Australia and Tasmania is so the matches can have crowds, with Melbourne still in lockdown and fans banned from the games. It's also the first time Tassie will host an AFL finals game, and they've got two. We've popped a link to the finals fixture for all the dates and times in your episode notes. Today's trivia question, when was the last time Essendon won a finals game? We're just after the year, but you get a bonus point if you can name who they beat. The answer at the end of today's show. Footy fans will have to wait until the last weekend of September for the grand final, but not so netball fans. Next weekend, it's the grand final of the super netball season, and it's going to be an all New South Wales affair after the Giants beat the West Coast Fever in the preliminary final on Saturday. 
Yeah, so it's going to be the Giants against the Swifts in a rematch of the major semi-final, which the Swifts won by just one point, uh, 62-61. It was a similar scoreline in Saturday's preliminary final on the Sunshine Coast. The Giants holding on to beat the Fever, 64-61. Now, Fez, Giants goalkeeper Sam Pullman was a star. She was named player of the match, mainly because of her defense on the Fever's Jamaican goal shooter, Janelle Fowler, who is regarded as the best shooter in the world. Fowler scored 37 goals, but that's actually the fewest she's scored all season as the Giants forced her into seven turnovers and nine penalties. The win means Giants coach Julie Fitzgerald will be going for her sixth national title, and she'll do so against the team she coached up until 2011. Fun fact, Gabs, Fitzgerald was the inaugural coach of both the Swifts and the Giants. And speaking of coaches, the Fever's loss was the last match for coach Stacey Marinkovic. She's now off to coach the Australian national team, the Diamonds, full-time. The grand final is on this coming Saturday from 2.30pm on local time in Brisbane. We'll remind you later in the week so you don't miss out. Let's move to rugby and the latest on the state of the third Bledisloe Cup match and the rugby championship. That's the tournament between Australia, New Zealand, South Africa and Argentina. Perth was set to host Bledisloe 3 and the rugby championship, but that changed when the WA government tightened its border restrictions because of the Delta outbreak in Eastern Australia and New Zealand. So with no dates or venues locked in for the rugby championship, New Zealand rugby decided to keep the All Blacks at home until it was all sorted. That meant not flying them to Perth for this Saturday's third Bledisloe, which has now been postponed. That match was going to be a sellout, but Gabs, a solution might have been found. Yes, it looks like it has, and as has been the case for most sports over the past two years, it looks as though Queensland is coming to the rescue. A report in the Sydney Morning Herald last night said that Queensland is the priority to host the rest of the rugby championship matches. Rugby Australia is just making sure they can fly the South Africa and Argentina teams directly into Queensland. A decision on that could be made as early as today. As for Bledisloe 3, Rugby Australia is hoping to still have it in Perth, just pushed back a week to September 4. Now, as you said, Fez, the match was a sellout at the 60,000-seat Optus Stadium, so they want it to go ahead. Yeah, and the SMH report said the WA government paid $5 million to host the game and they want some written assurances that the All Blacks won't pull the pin again. The Rugby Championship has already started. It included the second Bledisloe Cup match that the All Blacks won 57-22, to while South Africa have been Argentina twice. Australia's track and field athletes have moved on quickly from the Tokyo Olympics, with a number of them performing well at the Diamond League meet in Oregon over the weekend. They did, and this comes after 800-metre runner Peter Boll won a race in Poland last week, as we mentioned. Fellow middle-distance runners Stuart McSween and Lyndon Hall both finished second in Oregon. Hall was beaten in the 1,500-metre final by Olympics gold medalist Faith Kipyagon of Kenya and was less than a second outside her personal best, which she set in Tokyo. Also in Oregon, Olympic champion Jamaican Elaine thompson Hera ran the second fastest women's 100-metre race ever, winning in 10.54 seconds. The world record of 10.49 seconds still belongs to America's Florence Griffith Joyner, better known as Flojo. Yeah, that record was set in 1988. Uh, also in that final, American Shakari Richardson, who missed the Olympics because she was banned for using marijuana, she finished ninth. 
While we're on sprinting, an Aussie sprinter had some success too, Gabs, but on the other side of the world. Yeah, this was over in Switzerland where Aussie sprinter Rowan Browning, he made the semis in Tokyo. He finished second in the 100 metres, while Liz Clay finished third in the 100 metre hurdles. And sticking in Europe, Sweden's Anna Nordquist won golf's Women's British Open, winning a cool $1.2 million. Australia's Minji Lee finished tied fifth in Scotland. Uh, Lee represented Australia at the Olympics in Tokyo. And tomorrow, the Paralympics begin with the opening ceremony. To get you up to speed, Gabs, you and I are back on Squiz Shortcuts this week covering the Paralympics. We cover the game's origins, how the classification system works, and a few Aussies to keep an eye out for. We've popped a link to the episode in your show notes. Gabs, there's always that sense of expectation on athletes to follow in the footsteps of their parents. Well, it turns out there's a similar hype in horse racing. Black Caviar is considered one of the best horses in Australian racing history, and there was plenty of attention on one of her daughters yesterday in a race in regional Victoria. Yeah, so Black Caviar was basically Winx before there was a Winx. Black Caviar was undefeated in 25 races and won 15 Group 1s, which are the richest races for the best horses. This was Invincible Caviar's second ever race after it came third earlier in the year at Flemington, but on Sunday it won its maiden plate in sale, which essentially means it beat other horses that had also never won a race before. The three-year-old filly is Black Caviar's third foal to win a race and will now be prepared for other events during the Spring Carnival. Thank you, Cabs. I'm writing that name down right now. Time for Catch This. Gabs, the stuff that caught our eye or what's coming up and what do you got? Yeah, so Cam Smith, not the footy player but the golfer, he actually had the best round of his career over the weekend, shooting a course record 11 under par at the Northern Trust Open. Smith shot a 60 and narrowly missed a putt, which would have given him a round of 59, which only 12 players have managed on the PGA Tour. Smith is currently level with John Rahm, with the final round delayed until tomorrow morning due to a tropical storm in the area. Yeah, I think it was a hurricane, Gabbers. Watch out for the golfers on the course there. Um, (laughs) The answer to today's trivia question, when was the last time the Bombers won a finals match? That was the 4th of September, 2004. They beat the Melbourne Demons 104 to 99. All right, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you again tomorrow.